over the last month, I got to tell you, Mike, I've gotten more questions from people who have seen our interactions in the past asking me, where the hell's Mike? Where is he? Uh, Mike was Mike was summarily banished from LinkedIn for having the audacity, the audacity to share his opinion and some data uh, regarding the recent unpleasantness, I shall call it, uh, that starts with a C and ends with a D. Um, but, you know, Mike, if you've if you've had the, the pleasure of of partaking in some of my other uh, podcast interviews with Mike, you know that Mike is a Mike's a few things. Uh, Mike is a, a rabid nonconformist like some of us here uh, and not just a nonconformist to not be a nonconformist, a nonconformist to actually seek the truth, do uh, do his research and also look for opportunities. And Mike's Mike's the number one most downloaded guest on my podcast ever. Um, and Mike's uh, career life has been about opportunities and it always hasn't been an upward trajectory, right, Mike? And uh, businesses that didn't go as planned down in Florida, moving to Cody, Wyoming, starting a trolley business, making money there, turning folding chairs into a half million dollar business, uh, investing in mobile home parks, becoming a millionaire. So we'll, we'll talk about all that today. Mike, I, without further ado, I'd like to welcome you to the Freedom Circle. Well, thank you very much. I was a couple of minutes late because the darn technology wouldn't work. So I was pushing buttons like crazy and I finally arrived. So thank you. Well, I, I, I said, I said, Mike's in a cabin butting up against the Yellowstone National Park. So I can only imagine my, I had a, uh, at 7.20 my time, I had a, a live TV interview. Well, it was taped. I thought it was going to be live. In, back in Charleston, they remembered me in Charleston, South Carolina and asked me to be on. And it was 7.20 and at 7.15, as they call me, my internet just went dead. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to reset the router and it worked out, but you know, right. things um, happen. you make it happen. Um, you know, Mike, it's, it's a for lack of a better term, a kooky time going on. Uh, you know, I love to read history, read uh, ancient wisdom, whatever that is. Uh, I read the Tao Te Ching every morning. And the Tao Te Ching was written during the Warring States period, which was 400 years of kookiness, right? <laughs> and, and so you realize when you have context that the world has always been a kooky place. We know about it probably quicker now than ever because of social media and other things, and we know things happen 25 seconds later. And so, you know, what I'd love to talk today is about amassing wealth in a kooky time when it's easy to be down, and maybe some of the things we'll talk about, people get in a panic, but there's a difference between being aware, right, and being in a panic and being abundant, but being realistic and aware of what's going on. Isn't there, Mike? Yeah, there, there really is. Um, you know, I'm one of those guys I can levitate in between uh, extreme negativity and extreme positivity. I've spent a lot of time searching for God. I've spent a lot of time searching for the devils behind the government and financial systems. And somehow I've been able to levitate in the middle of that and still have a successful life. And it's because you, you'd never lose grip to the spiritual side of things. You know, I feel like sometimes when I am researching the kookiness that I'm actually doing the world a favor from the standpoint is I have to go immerse myself in all that crap to learn about it and then come back and articulate it in a way that lets people help themselves in some 
particular way. And then you've got to kind of de-louse yourself and get back to normal, you know? So the thing, I think the perspective here is, is as we even start this day is, is at least in my belief is we all live forever. We're all going to live eternally and we're earth is temporary duty. So in that regard, we really can't lose. It's just a matter of how much pain and suffering we have on the way to, to the other side. So if we keep that in in mind, I think that help keeps the perspective. So really, this is kind of like a game, you know, it's even a game within the game, because the big game is eternal life and how you work yourself into that. And then the this little game is a game that we're here. You know, we're learning, we're growing, we're trying to help, we're trying to have a, a comfortable and successful life. So, um, Everything I talk about from here on is just trying to extend the little game and to be a little more comfortable to the little game. You know, you mentioned the word spirituality and, and we're talking about amassing wealth. And I, I recently did a question and, and, and it was anonymous. So I, did, I recently did a questionnaire in the Freedom Circle and, and some people said more business, more prosperity, but less spirituality. Now you mentioned spirituality in the realm of prosperity. And I think a lot of people, when they think of spirituality, they either confuse it with religion or they think that it's not related to any other part of their lives, and they're trying to make money, but rejecting spirituality and wondering why they're grasping and stressed and anxious and they can't move forward. So Mike, why do you bring up, we're, we're talking about wealth today, why the heck would you bring up something that should be so far different and walled off as spirituality? Well, see, and that's a fallacy, it's not, and it's all connected. And so the people that you know have that <clears throat> belief they're going to have a tougher time. And the universe has a way of kicking you in the butt until you figure it out. You know, so that's kind of the system that's worked for eons. And, and sometimes people that give advice like this right here is we're thinking, you know, does the universe even really need us? Because their system is, is, is that if you make bad decisions, you get pain and suffering. If you make better decisions, you get abundance and comfort. You know, so the people that are cutting themselves off from spirituality are, are in for a harder ride. Hmm. You, you were in journalism, in the news business. You started up your own business in Florida. Some of that didn't go uh, probably as you set out. Then you moved to Cody, Wyoming. You start a trolley business. You make a bundle of money. You notice in a Wild West show that people are standing instead of sitting. So you have this crazy idea of charging people for folding chairs to sit. People, someone who worked for you said it was the dumbest idea you ever heard. Today, that's a half million dollar business. Then you decide to start investing in mobile home parks and become a millionaire in assets almost overnight. You write the millionaire letter to a friend who you said, the first one of us to become a millionaire will write the letter first. And now you've transferred those assets. You've sold them to your children. So you've given something to them. They're millionaires and you have your retirement plan. Along the way, there was probably a lot of distractions, a lot of downs, a lot of punches on the chin. How did you stay focused on the opportunities around you instead of allowing that negativity to draw you down and, and probably even conditioning of, you know, none of the things I mentioned are, can, are, are traditional paths that are taught to us in our, in our mainstream schools of the, of the path to follow. <laughs> right. 
Well, it starts with self-discipline, of course. You have to really want it, and you have to know why you want it, and you have to be excited when you think about wanting it. But to me, it was always get up an hour early. So I always gave the first hour of every day to me first. That, that meant writing my escape plan, researching it, figuring out, reading uh, about people that had already achieved what I had done, um, meditating, reading, relaxing, taking a walk with the dog, anything that would keep you chilled out and on task to what the biggest thing is. Because if you go 24 hours and you haven't made any progress, that is extremely demoralizing. And then you're going to get in the wrong cycle of advancement. It's not going to happen. But if you give that first hour to yourself every day first, you make progress for sure before the day even starts. You've set the scale for yourself. The, let the world have the leftovers because if you're not enough, you don't have anything of value to give. That's the way I did it. That's how I stayed focused for all that time. And, and being aware, like you, you know, as we started off, there's, there's weird things going on in the world. And I have some clients who are trapped in the, uh, and I'm going to call it obsession because I've been there, but I, I, I mean this in terms of the attachment to, well, I can't move. I, I, I'm in a life that I really don't like, but I'm stuck here and I'm frozen because I have 10 years, I have 15 years, I have 25 years of my 401k. I got to put it in my retirement fund. I have my 503b or whatever the hell it is uh, for my kids' education and there's a part of me in my brain that would love to make them aware of the fact of things like inflation and the digital dollar and the fact that everything you are attached to in regards to passive investing and, and blindly trusting your financial advisor, you can remain attached for the next 15 years and all of that will be completely obliterated. We may not have a dollar in 10 years, but there's a fine line between bringing that up from people who are not open to hear it, who will go into an outright panic and grasp even tighter beyond, you know, I took all my money out of the market a couple of years ago. It was the best thing I ever did. I taught myself how to do active investing. And I noticed treasury bonds are dipping because inflation, our rates are going up. So I just keep investing. I made five grand through the Robinhood app in about last 24 hours, just betting against the market. Every time the Fed is going to meet, I put a put option the day before and I make five grand, right? Because nice. I'm aware of the crap right. and there's right. opportunity in loss, right? And, and so, so how do you if, you, if you're, if you have some advice for someone, where's that fine line of don't panic, but be aware and cash in on some of the opportunities that are around you as the world is burning. <laughs> you know, it's such a long journey to become aware. And then there's, there's the believability part of the people that are still locked into listening to the authorities, the experts, the government, the financial planners, Wall Street. Um, it's really hard to crack that. If they're still stuck in that matrix, you know, I think you just got to let things take their course and the universal straighten them out over time. Um, but for the folks that are already aware, I think it's coming a lot sooner than everybody thinks. And in these types of times, you really should prioritize where you're at, what you have, and try to look ahead. And no one can predict timing. Timing's a fool's errand unless you're an insider that's going to pull the pin on the whole thing. But you need to have enough stuff in your house to survive. That's 
have some security, have some, let's not worry about it because $50 in the bank is worth a hundredth of $50 worth of groceries in your house. You know, the day may come, the store may not be there. The day may come, the dollar may not be there. And I think those days are coming extremely quicker than people think. So do the things that you need to do to have the stuff in your house before you get too cute out there trying to advance your wealth tremendously. And the other thing I would say is look at a good definition of your wealth. It's not just money and not just digits. It's not just dollars. It's not just stuff. It's time. How can you sort your life so you can have more time? Um, how can you spend more time with your family? How can you connect with your God better? Um, how can you increase your freedom with what you have now? How can you make yourself more self-sufficient? Um, what if the job goes away tomorrow? What are you going to do? Um, what skills could you gain? Maybe you already have a skill that you don't use in your job that would generate income in a grid down scenario or a bad scenario or a job loss scenario. If you put some brain power into those things in that first hour in your morning, you're going to feel a little more prepared physically for whatever may come your way. 